0: Welcome to True Crime Garage, wherever you are, whatever you are doing, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Nick, and with me, as always, is a man who once made Kevin Nealon cry. He is
1: the captain. Did you know that Kevin Nealon played college football? He was a quarterback. One of the
0: greatest college football quarterbacks of all time.
1: Yeah, he could throw the ball about 75 yards or so. It's good to be seen, and it's good to see you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling a friend.
0: Lucky us, Captain, because today we are drinking Ghost Blimp by my heroes over at Tactical Brewing Company. This is a full and robust beer, dry hopped, double dry hopped, with Citra, Galaxy, Ella, and Vic Secret hops, garage grade, soundsy trumpets, five big bottle caps. And today we want to give cheers and thanks to our good friends. First up, here's a cheers to Allison in Atlanta, Georgia.
1: And a big shout out to Vanessa in Thornton, Colorado.
0: I'm not sure what size of shout out I should give here. Maybe a little one. A little tiny baby one. To Fluffy Lupa in <laughs> Seattle, Washington.
1: If that's a real person. It could be a old, cat. Sounds like a cat. Fluffy Lupa. I once was in a band with a man named Fluffy Lupa. And let's go back back up to the big ones. John from Forest Hill, Maryland.
0: Next up we have a shout to Elizabeth in Greenwood, Indiana and last but certainly not least a huge huge thank you and big time cheers to our buddy Dr. Stephen from Auburn by way of Salem Alabama. That's a mouthful Everybody we just mentioned went to truecrimegarage.com and they contributed to this week's beer fund and we thank you very much
1: yeah while you're there sign up on the mailing list we're going to do a mailing list only garage sale coming up very soon so you want to get a part of that and for all of our old episodes check us out on the Stitcher app for
0: free and check us out on Stitcher Premium check out our other show called Off the Record and that is enough of the business everybody gather around grab a chair grab a beer let's talk some true crime
1: All right, welcome back. Thanks for joining us. This episode, we're going to dive in to kind of our thoughts mm-hmm. on what we see and also possibly some of the laws that are in place and where we think maybe this case will go.
0: And we're talking about the Ahmad Arbery case, a young man He was 25 years old. He was shot and killed in February of this year on the 23rd. As he was running down a relatively quiet street in a quiet neighborhood, he was being pursued by two or three white men, two in one pickup truck, who were ordering him to stop. These guys were armed, and he didn't stop. And the result is Ahmad has been killed, and now we have these three men in custody.
1: Yeah, my my first question when I saw any of this is, you see Jogger hunted down. Mm -hmm. And that's what I saw over and over and I went, well, this is, this is horrific. And when you start diving in quickly, you realize this is, it's not as simple as the headline made it seem. My first question was, was Ahmad jogging? It seems like he was over 10 miles away from his house. If he went on a jog and he didn't drive somewhere to start his jog, if he left from his house, and he went to this location and he was then jogging back. This is a very long jog. This would be a jog over 20 miles. Mm-hmm. This would be your, you just happened to run a marathon that day. So it's not that simple. And then you see people like LeBron James or, um, Oprah Winfrey stating, you know, that Ahmad was jogging. Now I know Ahmad's Mother claims, look, he 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 did jog. This was something he did do. He was adamant about his fitness. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that he was jogging? Yes, but what we see on camera, on film, what we can see is that he is walking up to a building, uh, to a house that is not occupied, mm-hmm. and it's not uh, fully constructed. So if we go by Georgia's laws there, He's actually not trespassing. Now, a lot of people say, well, he was trespassing in the house, uh, and then he was possibly stealing stuff from the house. Now, we don't know that. What we do know from the homeowner is and from mod's own mother and family, we have video footage that came out that shows mod in the house looking around. Now, it's a three-minute video. They only released about three seconds of it. I don't care either way. We have plenty of people do this. And if you think they don't, start asking your friends. Everybody that I've talked to about this case says, oh, I've gone into houses that are under construction just to see the layout or just to kind of see what was going on. We have no garage door. I don't think we have any doors on the property and if there were doors on the property they were open Mm -hmm. so by george's law you could actually go onto the property let's say a front yard if i go on your front yard i'm not trespassing until you tell me i am correct until you tell me to get off your lawn now it it becomes a thing of if you have barriers now you have a let's say you have let's take the same scenario you have a fence in your front yard and now I go inside your fence, I'm immediately trespassing. Because mm-hmm. there's a barrier. There was no barrier. This this kid is twenty five years old. He goes into this property. He's looking around. So my first my first issue is you're claiming he's jogging. I don't know if that's what he was doing there. Maybe he was there to steal something. I can't know his intent. Right. So I can't, as an intelligent person, I can't just go, well, I think he was there to steal stuff. I've been in plenty of houses under construction. I wasn't going to steal anything. So why would I assume that he would? So I'm not going to assume that. But then I've also seen, this is how ridiculous this case is. I actually saw a statement from, not one person, but multiple people that said that Ahmad was interested in architecture and that's why he was looking around. Give me a break. These, this is what I hate most about what's happening in our society is people with agendas. I want to know the truth. I want to know what makes the most sense, not this wild speculation then we get into this whole avenue of we have a young man dead by the hands of two others. Three arrests are made, but at least by the hands of two others. Mm-hmm. And now we have to start talking about their background. Oh, well, this one guy, well, he was, all, he was law enforcement. Mm-hmm. That, that, to me, doesn't have much bearing on what happened in that moment.
0: And he's not law enforcement that currently, yes, you know, he's retired. He is, he's just a citizen who happens to at one time have been in law enforcement.
1: Yeah. So what I see is a, a kid that goes into a building, a house, he's looking around, he doesn't take anything. He comes out of the house. It's not like he has a big screen TV under his arm. Let's say he does. Don't care. Stealing a big TV does not equal death in my book. But let's just go with with what really happened. So at some point, I think Ahmad is spotted. He has some criminal background. He's currently on probation. He then takes off. Now, in Georgia, you have the right to a citizen's arrest and you're allowed to carry a weapon. And I think this is the worst part of the whole situation. I'm, look, it's not for me to decide whether people should be allowed to carry firearms, but I've talked to plenty of law officers that say, look, bringing your weapon out escalates the situation immensely. And that weapon then is not just your weapon. It could become anybody's weapon. So what I see on film and what we hear from the 911 call is, is he breaking any laws? No. You know, is he trespassing? I guess. He's not. He's technically not trespassing, and he's technically not breaking any laws. And you can't just determine intent. And what I feel is that these individuals in the neighborhood, because there were cars being broken into, and there was things happening in their neighborhood that they have the right to protect their neighborhood.
0: Well, that, that exact home that Ahmad went into, and look, here, here's the thing. Because what happens here when we do these shows, Captain, is people don't stay fluid. They don't stay, they get too much in the moment. Right, So there might be somebody hearing what you're saying now, and they're reacting, and they've sent off an email or posted something on our blog. Please stick around to the end of the show, because you'll see that if you're a new-time listener, we often work through these things via conversation and work through them over the course of an episode. So our what you think you may be hearing now is not necessarily what we're saying. We're diving into the different speculation that's come out from all different angles and looking at things. The home that Ahmad was in, and there's no question about that, we even have his family saying, yes, that was him that was that was seen on video mm-hmm. inside this premises. So nobody's denying that. What I was clear to point out in the first episode was there were break ins in the neighborhood prior, and we have the McMichaels on the on the phone stating that it's the same guy. We don't know that Ahmad was involved in anything other than going into that house on the 23rd of February. Correct. There's, And it would be dumb to say that he was. So the thing, the Th-
1: thing going on here, That's not their job though, to the, decide.
0: Right. The thing here that's difficult is that home that he was in that day on the 23rd had been burgl- burglarized in the past. Mm-hmm. There was missing property from that from that premises earlier. And so the house was being watched in a way. It was under surveillance by the owner who had, you know, a a system like much of us do at our own homes. You know, you've heard us advertise for Simply Safe and ADT before. These companies are great. They make great products that you can monitor your home or your property and not have to be there. This man who owns the property actually has another property and lives very far away. And somebody we don't know who had gone into that home and stolen thousands of dollars worth of fishing equipment mm-hmm. so he has a system set up so that he has motion detectors and when things are yeah, when maybe, motion is detected, <laughs> then it videotapes it it captures the the uh, person on video footage
1: yeah and sometimes what happens with these houses under construction is they don't set up barriers they don't set up a you know, a door with a bolted lock and, and a garage door and things of this nature like you think they would or should because those items then become broken. So on top of whatever was stolen at the site, they now have to replace this other item. So you see this a lot with construction. I'm not in the business of telling people what they're supposed to do. What we do know is this this kid Goes into this house, looks around. The homeowner says, look, didn't steal anything. The first 911 call. The 911 operator said, okay, but what is he doing wrong? Right. But I don't know. I don't know. Oh, black kid running. Black kid running. That Well, that's not s- something wrong. Now, on the other side of things, though, stop saying he's a jogger. He is running away from a house that... Again, is he trespassing? Yes, no, depending on how you interpretate the law. But to me, yeah, you're trespassing. That's not your house. You're not supposed to be in there. You didn't take anything, no harm, no foul. But when you leave, don't run away from it. Don't go sprinting. If you believe that you did nothing wrong, if you didn't steal anything, why are you running away? Why are you sprinting away? Cuz that's what's happening. It wasn't just, "Oh, well, now back to my jog." But I but I also can't tell from the video footage if he's being pursued at that point. Did he get out of the house and once he starts sprinting at that moment, did Ahmad think he was being pursued by somebody? I don't know. But we're only talking about what a couple minutes later that he's l- Lying on the ground with three bullet holes in him. So again, I don't want to assume that he was being pursued right away, but it seems like he could have been. That would give him justification for running away from that building. So what I see is these guys chasing him. They catch up to him. Then he gets away and he has this moment he has this moment where he could, to me, looks like he could run free. Now, I say that lightly because they're in a truck. So I don't care how much you're into fitness. You ain't out running that truck. It's not going to happen, right? So I think these individuals caught up with him multiple times, and, and that's a level of threat whether they have no clue what your intent was, they have no clue what you did or did not do. And they're chasing this individual as if he's guilty until proven innocent. That is not their job. That is not what society appointed upon them. Maybe they did at one time, but not this day. That's what I see. I also see two individuals that, yes, we don't know if this kid has a weapon or not, but for you to grab your shotgun and to grab a, what, three fifty seven, seven? Mm-hmm. and for it to be, you're just carrying them. I don't. Okay. Let's go through a hypothetical real quick. If this was a police officer responding to the nine one one call, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this kid Kid is in this property he's not supposed to be in. What is he doing wrong? I don't know, but now he's running. Okay, cop shows up, chases Ahmad down and says, hey, stop, I want to talk to you. And he keeps running. Now, at some point, you're re- you're resisting, right? At some point, you're hindering the law. The, the officer has asked you to stop. Felony fleeing, yeah. And you are not stopping. He doesn't know what you did. Or didn't do, but he wants some questions answered. And if that cop then drove up, got out of his cruiser, again, I don't know if every law enforcement officer that I talked to about this case said, you wouldn't get out of the car and draw your weapon. That's not what would happen. You get out of the car. Hey, Ahmad, I want to talk to you. Obviously, you don't know his name, but, hey, I want to talk to you. If that individual charges you and starts fighting you and you can't defend yourself off in a game of fisticuffs and that police officer draws his weapon and shoots a mod, he's justified in my eyes because that is what society and that is what his county and his state has hired him to do protect and serve the community, and you would be doing that. And once that individual attacked you, by any means necessary, you needed to def- defend yourself. That's how I see it. Any charges to that officer? No. But that's not what happened that day. The cops were called, and these citizens. That have no authority other than the right to citizens' arrest took the law into their own hands. Are they justified because of the law? I don't think so. I think they'll be charged with something. But
0: you mean convicted? They have been charged.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think they'll be convicted of something. But but it's a it's a tricky situation. I don't know, it's just uh it's frustrating because I see I see a mod do things that I wouldn't do. And then I see the McMichaels do things that I definitely wouldn't do. You know? Mm-hmm. And then I but nobody should lose their life over this. This just seems absolutely ridiculous.
0: Well, therein lies the sad Sad, and I mean, I don't just say those words, I mean, truly sad part of this whole case is that you know, I actually look at this thing and it reminds me a lot of a case that we covered not too long ago the Lico Kenny case, where we kept talking about a perfect storm. And yeah, I hate to use that term because if it were actually perfect, if we lived in a perfect world, Ahmad would still be with us today. Mm. But what I saw in the Lico-Kenny case was a perfect storm of things. Two guys that were going to, they were both on edge. Both were close to going over the edge and they crossed paths that day. And the result was two dead men at the end of the day. The result here is we lost Ahmad, 25 years old, his whole life ahead of him. It's Look, what we got going on here is it's 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 incredibly difficult. We have a property that we know has been burglarized in the past. We have an uptick in crime in the neighborhood at the same time. We have video footage of a mod going into the home. Now, here's where I think that things get really gray and and sketchy very quickly. Mm-hmm. What we have, too, is we have Gregory McMichael, who is almost on speed dial to be policing this neighborhood. Okay, we've had guns. This is another issue that's kind of hidden inside the story. There was a gun that was stolen from somebody's vehicle, from someone's unlocked vehicle. First of all, nobody should be burglarized. Nobody should have their property stolen from them. However, it's
1: very... (laughs) It's <laughs> lock your door just in case,
0: especially if you got a firearm in there now, I don't yeah. have any reason to believe that it would be loaded, but we we're living in a neighborhood with children. It's very irresponsible of any gun owner to leave a gun where just anybody can grab it mm-hmm. so for starters, don't do that now, I understand that there's an uptick in in this crime in in this area as well, and I don't mind that you have a situation where somebody is kind of policing the area because I'm a big believer in neighborhood watch programs. I think they do great things. They do prevent a lot of crime. And really if the crimes had continued in this neighborhood, in this subdivision for, you know, the next several months, that would be exactly what law enforcement would recommend to citizens of that area to create a neighborhood watch program. And it almost seems like they had that kind of going on here. What you have is, I don't know the name of it, but you have like these different Facebook groups. I know in my neighborhood, it's, I think it's called next door Mm -hmm. where it's not necessarily Facebook, but it's, it's a group and where the neighbors can talk and communicate with one another about It could be something as simple as, hey, I need to hire a roofer. Does anybody know anybody that's good and affordable? Right. Or, hey, there's some strange people that have been wandering in the neighborhood. Hey, there's people that are stealing packages off of this street on the reg. And so it's just a way for the neighbors to communicate with each other and keep their community good and safe. And so that's what was going on here with this case. There's people, they're reporting, hey, this this home was burglarized this vehicle somebody stole a gun out of it there's been break-ins there's been thefts and everybody kind of knows this and they were posting some videos security camera videos uh from you know ring doorbells and and different types of security cameras that were on there and and often in these videos it's showing a athletic young african american male mm-hmm. again we don't know that that's a mod there's there's assumptions that are being made even in that 911 call you can hear it what is he doing wrong? Well, he's running. Well, and, hold on a second. And they're, I will say this, though. If the, if somebody does go into a property that has been burglarized in the past and then they are seeing running from the scene, I can't fault the, the, the callers 100% because that does seem a little suspicious.
1: Right. It's a little fishy. Yeah. But one of the videos that they showed that they were saying, well, this is possibly a mod at night being in that house at a different day. Nothing was taken that day. So we have footage of kids that were in that house, little kids. We have, I believe, a couple of times where there were couples that went in the house just to look around. One thing that see I... See what was being built.
0: One thing that I think is interesting here, Captain, that uh, most people may not be aware of, the video that leaked out to the to the public there actually came from a lawyer. His name's Alan Tucker, who informally consulted with the McMichaels. He leaked the video because of the rumors that were going around at the time of things people were saying, you know, it was two white men with the Confederate flag in the back of their truck driving down the road that shot a jogger in the back. And so really what what ends up we say hey it was the video that really pushed the news along and then probably prompted the arrest it's interesting that it was almost put out on their behalf to show that it wasn't you know some some rednecks with a with a confederate flag in the back of their truck that were were looking to hunt somebody down that day so it's It's interesting that that came out that way and then it leads to, I I believe it helped lead to the arrest of these two individuals. I think what I see in the video that bothers me so much and one thing that I think we're going to talk about a lot today on today's show is intent. It's intent. We talk about the assumptions made on that 911 call that this guy, Ahmad, was burglarizing this home and you pointed out. Nothing, no property from that home was found on his person that day. No drugs or alcohol were found in his system. He was unarmed, being pursued by armed individuals. It gets difficult because you have to understand the intent. I don't care. It doesn't bother me so much to call him a jogger because I'm really focusing on intent. If he told his mother that day, I'm going out for a jog. I believe her. I don't have any reason to not believe her. Say, hey, he just went out for a jog. Now, do we tell our moms and dads everything that we do? No. Could he have been there casing the joint? Could he have uh, thought about stealing something and maybe heard something outside and thought, nope, not today. I'll come back later. There's a million different reasons why he could have been there. What is irresponsible is to determine and decide his intent. We, unfortunately, do not know what his intent was that day or reason for being on that property because Travis McMichael shot this young man to death. He's not here to tell us why he went into that building. And that's what is supposed to happen in this world, in our society. That stuff is supposed to be hashed out in the court of law, and it didn't happen. while your subscription is active.
1: All right, cheers, mates!
0: Cheers. The soothing sounds <laughs> of the garage.
1: Well, it's funny because I think sometimes when when people tune into the show, they go, "Man, you guys seem real heated." But I, I, think, I was
0: yelling into my microphone
1: for <sighs> the beer. I, I okay. One, We're
0: passionate about this stuff.
1: Well, one, that's we don't fine. want anybody to die. No, right. So, no. so, and but that's what our show covers every week, you know. And but it's the time that you spend on this, and to one of the things I try to do is to dive in and try to see all sides. And try to get opinions from all sides. And reach out to people that are, are smarter than me. That have more experience than me. Like law officers. Also when somebody go, Well why are you reaching out to a law officer? Well they've been in these situations. And every single law officer that I talked to. I was shocked. What is your thought process? And it simply just went back to. Yes. Do these. Individuals have a right to make a citizen's arrest. Yes, but within reason. And these guys brought guns to a fist fight and brought the fight to that individual. And again, like, like I said, uh, all of them said the same thing. Once that weapon is drawn, that's escalating the situation And it's also putting everybody at jeopardy Mm -hmm. because that gun can become anybody's gun. Mm -hmm. And, but what I find sad about this case on top of the fact that this young individual lost his life and that this happens too often, especially in the young black community, I don't have the fear. If I go out jogging in my neighborhood or riding my bike, I do not have some fear that somebody's going to mistake me for somebody and I'm possibly going to lose my life. I could not imagine what that would be like as especially a young black male. And I don't know. Again, we don't know what was said to him when he was running away, why they're chasing him. What was said during the confrontation, it's not even clear. I, I've heard different reports, but they say that, yeah, three shots, and it all came from the same gun.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Did it? I don't know. I'm uh, I'm a little confused by why this individual that was following them that filmed it why he was arrested but i i believe that there had to be then some connection between
0: well the the purpose of that is that there is proof that he tried to stop Ahmad as well at one at one time he tried to use his vehicle to cut Ahmad off to apprehend him so here here's where you have the issue right you well, I don't know why I keep saying here is where you have right, the issue. Right, right. This thing is just riddled with issues,
1: a and lot co- of issues. Yeah. So this has more issues than my mother.
0: <laughs> um, the thing here, Captain, is we got a big we a big problem with this citizens arrest. So yes, under Georgia law, that that's the difficult thing. Intent. We cannot say anybody's intent if mod was there burglarizing this property and that comes out to be a fact. Then under Georgia law, a citizen has the right. If they have knowledge, firsthand knowledge of a felony being committed, they have the right to hold or apprehend the individual responsible for committing that felony felony. Right. So if it was burglary, if that was mod's intent, then these guys who went off and pursued Ahmad, they were in the right. And yes, it's an open carry state, so they are allowed. Unfortunately, to have a gun and just if anybody can see it, it's not concealed. It's it's perfectly within their rights, within the legal boundaries of the state of Georgia. Yeah. Then on top of that, once somebody comes at them with physical force, they are allowed to use deadly force to protect themselves. But that in there lies lies a big part of the problem, right? So if you can't just go plucking people off the streets and apprehend them. Right. Because when the cops show up and they go, Well, why did you pull a gun and, and um detain this individual, this other citizen, why did you detain them? Then the police can go, okay, well, is if this guy didn't do anything wrong, if there wasn't a felony committed by this individual, then the person who plucked him off the streets, well, they can be charged with false imprisonment. Right. So it's a a sticky situation, and I'm all for being my brother's keeper, and I think that we should. We have to govern ourselves a bit in society, but what is scary is this citizen's arrest idea, okay? And don't come at me because there's going to be be people that are very strong-minded that it's a fine thing to do. Maybe it is, but what I'm seeing here in this situation is how it can go very bad, how it can go very wrong very quickly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What we had here is two, maybe three individuals that are not equipped to be pursuing a suspect. They just aren't. And you can see the flaws in, in what they were doing. And this led to the death of a mod. Maybe it's murder. I don't know. What we what we're going to find, Captain, is if and when this thing goes to trial, mm-hmm. I'm guessing that there's a lot of things that they're sitting on. Because it, here's here's the thing i I've almost done one of these citizens' arrests myself.
1: I arrest people all the time.
0: So it, let let me explain the situation. I'll give you the very short version of it. Mm-hmm. It's about eleven fifteen at night, pitch black outside, and I hear a noise. This was probably two years three years ago mm-hmm. I hear a noise I look out my window and I thought I saw somebody messing with my next door neighbor's home I go outside to see what it is and yeah I brought I brought a little uh, little backup in my pocket right mm-hmm. I see a man attempting to go into the window of this home
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's the middle of the night creeping so I, I pull out my backup from my pocket. Now I didn't, uh, n- here's the other thing too. F- you'll see officers often no finger on the trigger, even when they pull out the gun, because you want you want some time to make that decision. Is it, exa- is it the right thing to do?
1: No finger on the trigger.
0: Do I have to do this? Mm-hmm. The other thing that I did was I did not aim, I did not point this thing anywhere at him. I just pointed it toward the ground So he knew that I had a firearm and I said, what are you doing? Are you breaking into that home? And he and I had a long discussion and eventually, you know, I have the the police on on my cell phone Mm
1: -hmm.
0: who are in route. But complete honesty, dude, if that guy would have taken off running, I wasn't running after him.
1: Yeah, I no, but, and you're not shooting him.
0: I'm not I'm not shooting him either, but it, it ended up being a complete misunderstanding. My neighbor came home during my conversation with this man and explained to me it was a friend of his who he had instructed to go in through the window because the house was locked up. The window was unlocked.
1: Yeah, but here's how it went down. The guy's like, uh, I know the owner. He told me to go through the window. And you're like, 1130 at night, my ass. he didn't tell you that you you're lying to me but what i'm getting at here is i don't know why but also you're at a distance
0: yes you don't you never like you pointed out when as soon as you have a firearm that gun can become anybody's gun yeah and what you see is another flaw in them pursuing this young man they got up close to him most officers know especially with a shotgun You don't get close to the suspect if you don't have to, because it then almost always becomes a fight for the gun. I also want to point out some other thing that I hear a lot of people saying. Okay. There's a lot of people out there that are saying, well, why didn't Ahmad just stop? If he would have stopped, none of this would have happened. Okay. Let me point something out very clearly. If I am jogging, running, whatever I'm doing in somebody's neighborhood and two men in a pickup truck showing flashing guns at me, tell me to stop. I'm thinking that there's a really good chance that I'm probably not stopping.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. But okay. Let, I don't know who these listen,
0: guys are. He doesn't know who those guys yeah, are. But let's
1: play some devil's advocate. Okay. okay. Here's this, this young man and he's on probation, right? And he's a lawbreaker. This is what he is, and he goes into this house, right, and he's breaking the law, and when he gets out of the house, he realizes he's caught, so he starts running because he's on probation, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. He wasn't breaking the law. He probably wouldn't get charged with anything. If the cop said, hey, just stay away from the house, right, probably wouldn't even... You know, they might look up his record and say, hey, you know, this is a violation of your probation. You got to be careful. You don't want to do these things. Right? Right. But if it was a police officer, and we'll never know, but if it was a police officer, maybe he stops. Maybe he doesn't. But once he starts running and he realizes not one truck, but two trucks are chasing him. And these men have guns. You going to stop running? Are you going to run a little faster, and then at some point, as they keep catching up to you, fight or flight? Well, the flight ain't working, because that's the thing I wrestled with when I first saw it. I didn't fully understand that it was a mod that was charging at them, right? Not them charging at a mod, right? But they're the ones that are consistently pursuing him. So the charge, if you will of this individual or the charge of Ahmad happen when they're driving their truck to catch up to him and then getting out oh that didn't work get back in the truck catch up with him you know what I mean I would not know h- how to respond um, again I, now I don't think I would have charged the guy with a shotgun but I don't know and also you're talking about an individual that has to understand that guys like him have been shot in the back for running away. And the people that shot him got away with it. That's a part of his makeup. Which, look, I'm not going to lie, that's not a part of my makeup. I wouldn't even think that way. I wouldn't, I. I but I also wouldn't have run from the house. I didn't do anything wrong.
0: I'll, but if you're out jogging, you may jog from
1: the house. I could jog from if the house. If you're out for a, a
0: run, you may you may run from the house just because that's what you were doing. That was your intent that day, just simply to go for
1: a run. Or. And you stopped off along the way. Right, but but what what we do have, to me, I see a sprint from the house. Okay, but again, what I, I'm going to go back to my other point is that, with the footage that we have it's not clear why is he running from the house it could be as simple as oh shit, there's some people chasing me already or there's pe- people in pursuit of me and what did he see because look if, if if i saw two in- individuals pull up in a truck and i saw that they had guns i might start running but again i think it's like back to their laws as far as georgia georgia's laws i here here's what i think will happen i think they'll make a deal and people will be pissed off but one of the things that pisses me off is people use things as an agenda this is a horrible situation if these guys were just trying to protect their neighborhood they made mistakes a lot They made a lot of mistakes, but I I don't know these two individuals.
0: We can't say if they're racist or not. And I think that that's a big problem too with this is that, again, it goes back to intent. If they were these hateful, racist individuals, then maybe their intent was to go out and carry out their own kind of punishment. What I don't understand here is why you wouldn't have just continued to follow the individual even if he's running from you. You know, you have the police who are trained and equipped to deal with situations. Right. They are going to take a look at it and try to determine what happened. Instead, you got these two guys who made all these determinations themselves that day in the middle of the street. Why wouldn't you just continue to follow the individual? And then when the police catch up to you, you can just go. It was that guy.
1: Well, right, we saw him that, in
0: in the property.
1: That's my problem with some of this stuff, though. Is like to go well these these white men killed this black boy. It's therefore it's racist, and that's not that's not factually true. We don't know, and and like I said, these guys made mistakes. That doesn't mean that these ind- look these guys are going to be on trial for something, whether it's murder in the first degree, second degree. Possibly manslaughter. That's what I think they'll be charged with, or what they'll be convicted with, or maybe even plea to. But again, it's not like we we have no evidence that after it happened that they started cheering, and then they went to the Klan meeting and said, "Well, we did our job." Now, but but then the problem too is, it's people have agendas to push. And when a bunch of people go on, look, you can watch the video and be frustrated, but I think it's irresponsible when you're seeing posts of man jogging in neighborhood is hunted down. Black man jogging in neighborhood is hunted down by white men. That's creating some agenda and that it's just not factually accurate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, people going, "Well, th- these guys had the right to arrest him, and he was just a thug, and he was on probation." Well, yeah, you're on probation, but these individuals did not give him a chance to live up to his full potential, and and that's what I have a hard time with. Is just like, you know, th- this. I don't know. People pushing agendas, I it just really bothers me. Well, um,
0: well, if anything can come out of this, that might be somewhat good. I think we need to revisit this citizens' arrest, yes, thing because it gets it. We look. This is where it went bad. It went horribly, horribly wrong that day. And if in fact, if we are to believe the McMichaels. Which I'm I'm not certain that I do. I don't know enough about them to have a strong opinion one way or the other. That's why I'm looking forward to the trial. I think things will be much clearer after this things at trial, and I hope that there's not a deal that's done. I want to see this thing play out and figure out who these people were, because again, everything goes back to intent. What was Ahmad's intent? That intent. It, what was Ahmad's intent that day? What was the McMichaels intent that day? They made the assumption that he was burglarizing the property. They pursued him. It went bad. They wrestled with him for the gun. They ended up shooting him and killing him in the street. If he was just out for a jog, this is terrible. Again, it's, it's the whole argument. Yes, you can say we have the DA saying they were just defending themselves. They were using deadly force to protect themselves because he was fighting with them for the gun.
1: They're the ones that put themselves in that position. Who's
0: to say that Ahmad didn't feel like his life was being threatened as soon as he saw the gun. And he goes, you know, because some people say, well, he, he could have ran this way, that way, or the other way, but instead he charged at them. He may have thought his only chance at survival was to take the gun.
1: That's what I'm saying. And, and, and again, we have evidence to somewhat back that up. You're chased by, you're being chased by multiple vehicles and they catch up to you and then you get away and then they catch up to you again. How many times are you going to do that with the whole time having the fear? Cause you know, there's a gun, you know, there's a shotgun with the fear that you could be shot in the back because you went in and looked at a, a house and look, even if his intent was to, steal everything in the goddamn house, even if his intent was to go in there and by some hand of God miracle that he could lift the damn house up by himself one handed and carry that house back to his mama's house and say, mama, I I got my own house. Even if he was running down the street with the house on his hand, you have no right to shoot him dead. It doesn't equal murder. And that's that's what's so frustrating here. Like, oh well, we thought we're in the right, and oh yeah, somebody breaks into my car. I don't want them dead. Yeah, am I pissed off about it? Yeah, but 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 that's why we have a police force, right? But I don't want them dead,
0: and that's why I think that the citizens' arrest is can be a terrible thing because it you have people that are not trained, people that are not equipped to have any idea what to do in these situations and they're out they're out playing deputy again I mean in a perfect world if if the McMichaels really thought he was doing something wrong that day just stay in your damn truck and follow the guy whoever it may be regardless of skin color follow him and when the police catch up you called 911 when the police catch up just point to the man, the individual, or the home that they ran into and say, "Right, the guy that we think was burglarizing the home is in there. And then the police go and talk to that guy. And that's how these things are supposed to play out. That's how that's how these things play out when smart individuals are involved.
1: Yeah, but here's the bullshit thing about it. Here's the, uh, other evidence we have that these guys are just freaking morons. They call 911. What street are you on? Oh, we don't know. No, we don't know. (laughs) I think somebody could make some real good argument that their intent was harm from the beginning because these are simple steps that you could make. We got in our car. We know this guy is on this property. We don't know if he stole anything. We don't know if he's armed. So we we take our guns with us. We don't need to take them out. We're going to keep a distance in our truck. We're going to follow this individual. We're going to call 911. We're going to say, we're on this road. We're on this road. You turned on that road, and you don't even know what road you're on. We're on this road. We're following this individual. Oh, now he's cutting through the houses. He's going on to this other road. And you can assist the cops in the arrest by using your telephone. And it's just a shame that they didn't do that. I also think that if the cops came and talked to Ahmad, that they, like I said before, I think they would have let him go. They, I think they would have said, "Look, you know, they've they've had people break into this property. They have have had break-ins in this neighborhood, and this is why individuals called nine one one, and this is why these individuals followed you. You're under probation. You need to be careful, and you need to go back home."
0: This, regardless of what the intent was, we know the outcome. Okay. We know he didn't have any property from that property on his person. We know he was unarmed. And unfortunately the McMichaels are going to say, and they have said this, it's in the police report. They, they didn't know either of those things to be truthful. You know, they didn't know that that to be the case. In fact, they did cite that a firearm was stolen in the neighborhood previously so therefore they thought he could have been armed but you're exactly right captain what the result of this whole thing should have been was the police handle the situation that these citizens the McMichaels handed over to the police they talked to the individual and like you said it should be a verbal warning A verbal warning is what should have came out of this, and that's what makes you sick to your stomach when you know what actually did come out of this. It should have been a verbal warning of, look, there's been some problems in the neighborhood. Young man, I understand you weren't doing anything wrong today, but do know going forward, we don't want to see you in that house. Right. And going forward, none of the neighbors want to see you in that house. They will likely call the police again if you go back in there. So just...
1: Stay on the road. But hold on. The other thing, too, is even a house that has no borders, no boundaries, once you're stated that that is trespassing, then if you do it again, it's trespassing. I just want to reiterate, because I've been so mad all week, that, <laughs> that people will take this crime, right? They'll take this scenario. They'll take the death of this young man, and they'll use it to push their own goddamn agendas.
0: Well, the agenda I'm pushing is that they need to tweak that citizens arrest deal. They need to clean that up because it's it's giving,
1: yeah, but that makes sense unnecessary
0: because, authority to right, individuals that clearly aren't capable of handling it.
1: Right, but that makes sense because that's one of the reasons why all this stuff happened. That's one of the reasons why this young man died. That's the agenda you should be pushing.
0: I actually think that the law is pretty clear. I think that it's just it the way that it's set up is it leads to a misinterpretation possibly or, or a gray area. Because what it states is that if you have firsthand knowledge that somebody's committing a felony, see that's where, that's where this thing really needs to be analyzed from because the McMichaels did not have firsthand knowledge that a felony was being committed. They just didn't. We are sitting here almost what 80 days after, after he was killed and we still don't know we don't know that ourselves. Nobody knows that a, uh, that a felony was being committed or not, and that's what the law states. If you have firsthand knowledge that a felony is being committed, well, it's clear that they it's clear that they didn't have that.
1: Well, and all the evidence points that it wasn't happening. Correct. Well, it, we have it most the homeowner saying nothing was stolen.
0: Well, nothing was stolen, but uh, but again, though, it goes back to intent. If he entered the property with the intent of stealing something, then it technically is
1: burglary right and but you can't know the intent of a dead guy correct hot in the hot tub who gonna have to cool down after this episode and you know everybody that involved you know i think you know our hearts uh go out to Ahmad's family
0: Mm -hmm. and I'm happy that it's going to trial because I think that I have faith in the court system I think they'll get to the bottom of this and figure out exactly what happened and handle it in the in a way that's proper and that if punishment is necessary that it's handed out and um, executed we should say
1: yeah and I I would like to hear from people because you know we're, we're always constantly trying to learn and better ourselves in, in every situation, but to hear from you on the blog again, you know, be adults about it. Cause if you're not, we delete those comments. So until next week,
0: well, I do have a recommended
1: reading. Oh, well, let's get on it.
0: And I actually think that it's pretty fitting giving, given the case that we covered this week. So today we are recommending a book called fakes, forgeries and frauds by Nancy Moses. Look, what's real? What's fake? Why do we care? In these times of false news and fake science, these questions are even more important than ever because they hold a mirror to the unsettling reality in which we live. Fakes, forgeries, and frauds goes beyond the headlines. Tweets and blogs to explore the true nature of authenticity and why it means so much today. We will have that great title amongst some other very good ones, on our recommended page at truecrimegarage.com.
1: And new songs from the show are added daily or being added daily. So you can check those out by searching for True Crime Garage on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, all the streaming services. Until next week,
0: be good, be kind, and don't litter.